Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy, Catrell, on the mic today on this Tuesday, wrapping up week 12 in the NFL. And I am joined, as always, in a bit of a throwback to my man, the Chandler, to my Joey. Okay. You hide my clothes, I'm going to do the exact opposite to you. What are you, what are you going to show me my clothes? Hey, opposite is opposite. He's got nothing! Okay, buddy boy, here it is. You hide my clothes, I'm wearing everything you own. Oh, my God! That is so not the opposite of taking somebody's underwear! Look at me! I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? We're talking friends today. Ethan Gelfan. E, what's happening? Could I be wearing anymore? Actually, that was Joey. So never mind. That's not Chandler. Uh, nothing much, man. You know, after Thanksgiving, hope you had a great one with the crew. And now we're all back here, back to our lives. But uh, yeah, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How about you? I was. I'm good. I'm good. I was having a, a, a bit of a coughing attack uh, before oh. the pod here, and and may have one during the pod as well. Don't know. Don't know why I have that. I've been <laughs> off and on sick for the last month, basically. So oh, that's this fun. season going around my house who knows fair okay so off and on for the past month that's exactly what you want to hear pretty much and i will say like ever since having covid last year i feel like my lungs are just like never going to be the same i don't know they're just like always like a little like i might randomly just start coughing i'm just like what is that why why am i doing that that's also being old i just feel like just things just start aching and hurting and it's like your lungs like eh, let's just not be good anymore like I'll get winded walking up the stairs. Granted, that's also because I'm out of shape. But you know, it's like, well, yeah, those those stairs get steeper. <clears throat> I have been using COVID as an excuse of why I'm out of shape. I'm like, I'm not out of shape. It's COVID has, has messed me up long term. There it is. Because I'll get winded and I'll be like, oh, I've been winded ever since COVID. Those, like, you've also like gotten fat and drank a lot and <laughs> those COVID lungs. I've not been working out as much that's as you should. <laughs> COVID lungs. COVID lungs scarred for life. Possibly. Who knows? So Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, I talked to you about this offline a little bit. Thanksgiving was a bit wild for you. <laughs> yes, it was. Speaking of uh, being sick, so we were supposed to go up north to the uh, to the Seagirts to see them in, in northern Michigan. Uh, but then the morning we were going to go, well, actually, so Brady had been sick. He missed those first two days of school that of Thanksgiving week. So we're like, you know, let's just be safe. Keep him out, you know, get healthy so we can go up there. But he just was not getting better. So Unfortunately, we had to split, so Kirsten and Addison went up north, and Brady and I stayed home. Uh, so we had a very low-key Thanksgiving, watched a lot of TV, some football. Uh, so that yep. was actually a nice added bonus, because I don't always get to watch as much football as I do. So, uh, But yeah, so the girls had a good time up north, and then we were down here just, just laying low, just laying low. Although I did, on Thanksgiving morning, go out and buy it, because you know, I'm like, you know what? It's Thanksgiving. I still want turkey. So I went out and bought a fresh turkey on Thanksgiving Day. Wow. Was it like already cooked or it was like a... No, it was just, you know, not frozen, basically. I'm saying it wasn't a frozen turkey. Oh, not a frozen turkey. Oh, wow. Yes. So Surprised you get to was, like, I went to the store. I called them first. So I'm like, I'm not just going to go to the store with my set kid just to see if there's a turkey and they don't have one. Like, uh, yeah, we do. So I came on down and it was like on a 90 percent sale because of the day of Thanksgiving. i'm like this is the best i should do all my dollar turkey <laughs> yeah so granted it was a 15 pound turkey for us uh oh so we gosh. have lots of leftovers i'm still 
knocking them out, but it was delicious. Delicious. That is epic. That is epic. And, and you know, like every year I start, I feel like I start hearing more and more like you got to get your turkeys early. They said they're going to be a shortage every yeah. single year. <laughs> they're everywhere. Every time I go to the store in the last three weeks, I've seen piles of turkeys everywhere. Oh yeah. There was no shortage the day of. So Next time, maybe just do it on the day of Thanksgiving. And it's way cheaper. And there weren't that many people. So easy as pie. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, my wife was telling me about something kind of funny that um, President Obama used to do. He's, I guess he used to make a bunch of dad jokes when he was part- pardoning the turkeys, you know, as a president. Right. Bunch of dad jokes. And I think one thing he said was like, this is the last, last year I'm going to do it. And so uh, I'd like to keep the tradition going after I'm president. And he's like, my daughters are always giving me grief about all these dad jokes and all that. But I said, hey, I can't just quit cold turkey. Great dad joke. Great. Got him. Got him. I would say if I was president, that would be like my last executive order. Like Executive order. One billion. Forevermore. I can pardon a turkey every year. Just as a normal citizen. Just walk up. Just a normal citizen. Yeah. I have the authority to pardon one turkey a year. And I get to name it, too, because the names are always hilarious. They're like pepper or... Something I'll tell you what, know. though, man, turkeys are kind of mean. Like, they're just kind of mean, vicious birds. So I know we've talked a little bit how I've started going hunting on these hunting weekends. Uh, and there'll be a lot of times where I'll see a ton of turkeys that are just kind of like walking by. And they're always in huge groups. There's, it's like usually five to six turkeys at a time. And they're big. I'm like, dang, if I wasn't going for a deer, I'd like one of these turkeys instead. But there's been a times where there'll be like six or seven does on the field and then these turkeys come out and just start fighting with the deer like they're just pecking at them and it's like what the hell is happening so uh turkeys are jerks i feel like i have a jerk turkey yeah i feel like that's one of our favorite signs at Publix now whenever we go to the grocery store they're always advertising jerk, jerk. jerk turkey which we started calling our kids jerk turkeys i mean a jerk but, um, i feel like i would just shoot the turkey and be like no i was aiming for a deer and as i let go it jumped it just- in front of it and i just tagged it and I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I it would be wasteful to not eat it, right? Yeah, and to not turkey. take it back. True. I don't know. Just saying. Just saying. Jerk turkeys. Jerk turkeys. They are jerks. Huge jerks. Well, Thanksgiving was not as eventful on the sick front for us. We made it in the clear. We had a flu going around early that we got we got over just in time. So mm-hmm. we were in the clear there. Had a great time with extended family. 29 of us all Dang. together. Uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. Pretty wild. That's a lot. Pretty out of hand, as it does. But um. Watched a ton of football, and we had some great games on Thursday in the NFL. Every one of them was within a touchdown. I mean, that was really good football. We had some great college games this weekend, some wild upsets. The playoff picture is getting clearer. We got championship weekend coming up, and then some good football on Sunday, too. So, I mean, it was just all around good weekend, man. Yeah. Exactly what you want. Very true. And then even a thriller on Monday night last night, and we'll get to that on Thursday's episode. Gross thriller. But let's talk through uh, around the league and some injury news. So the first thing I would mention before we get to the injuries, Melvin Gordon, very predictably, as we called out on the we show, for the first ever to predict this, he signs with the Chiefs. He's on the practice squad for now. Probably make a playoff run and be like a superstar. Who knows? Who knows? But we knew that was coming. It's, yeah. it's a double revenge. He's got revenge now against the Broncos and the Chargers. Perfect. 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 I mean, again, as we talked about in the other episode where we – we were correctly predicted he was going to the Chiefs. It's just one of those signs like, yep, it's a smart, savvy move. He's not going to be the star, but he's just one of those veteran presences who's got a lot of talent. Yes, he's on the practice squad. He's going to be elevated pretty soon here. And, uh, yeah, he'll just ride the uh, the coattails so they go to a Super Bowl and maybe get a ring. So, whoo, 
That's a good ride for him. It's a good ride for him. Um, I don't think that Pacheco is going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, he's that been running really well. So, Panchero, sorry. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. So, I don't think this is like a huge, huge threat, but it could end up eating into his time. Jerick McKinnon has been really involved in the passing game, too. So, it, it just right. makes it already kind of crowded running back room even more crowded. But I think it just it means a lot, too, for CEH, though. Like, true. CEH has fallen out of favor there. 100%. But I think what you're also seeing at this point in the season is depth is huge. I mean, how many running backs are going down and you're going towards your second, your third backup running back. So to have a Melvin Gordon as your third or fourth option, that's money in the bank right there. So it's just crazy how all these, these running backs are getting hurt and that you're going to these third tier guys. Yeah, and we're going to get to that in the uh, notable performances because the top 10 running backs this week were hilarious. So uh, they look like a tight end list, honestly. True. Um, on the injury front, speaking of which, Elijah Mitchell, one of the big names, sprained MCL, probably done for the year, six to eight weeks injury. You could see him back in the playoffs if they make a run, but that sucks because he just came back and he was adding a nice burst on the ground to yep. complement CMC. Um, Jordan Mason, the rookie, was the guy who stepped up in his absence. Tyrion Davis Price was a healthy scratch for this last game. So not sure exactly who's going to get more reps of those two when Davis Price is activated. Um, earlier in the season, Davis Price seemed to be more favored than Mason. I don't know. So here you wonder, do you think they regret tra- trading Jeff Wilson? Yeah, for sure. I thought that was a weird move anyway. I mean, I got it from the standpoint of the Christian Dolphins McCaffrey. wanting him, but I didn't understand yeah. why you would give away that depth in San Francisco. We'll talk about the depth, and especially when you got someone like Christian McCaffrey, he was already injury prone, and obviously the and Elijah Mitchell always hurt. Like, yeah, why don't you just yeah. bring back Raheem Mostert, just get the all injury prone team, and yikes. The 49ers have the most injured running backs the last three years I've ever I think I've ever seen. Yeah, they're always somebody's hurt. So I would not trade away any depth if I was them. But they must feel pretty good about the rookies they've got. So and Jordan Davis ran well. Maybe he'll be fine. Uh, we'll see. CMC was dealing with knee soreness, though, so he can't carry the ball 25 times. So it's not like it's all going to go to him. They've got to find someone else to elevate. Uh, so who knows? Maybe they'll yeah. make some calls uh, over to the Jaguars. If they're going to drop James Robinson, who was a healthy scratch, or to the uh, Jets. <laughs> yes. It was a healthy scratch this week. Yeah. Whatever that was about. Right. Huh. Anyway, I feel like this is more the James Robinson we expected coming off the Achilles injury. It's like, dude. The first weeks one and two were just such an anomaly that it's just like, what is happening? Anyway, we digress. But Well, Aaron we'll get to him. We'll just go ahead and jump to him because Michael Carter left okay. with a low ankle sprain. Sure. And they brought in two, uh, a rookie, Bam Knight, Zonovan Knight, who's a rookie from NC State, and Ty Johnson, who both looked really good. James Robinson was a healthy scratch. Like, right. if, if Carter misses time, I guess Robinson will get elevated again. I thought you, you go out and you trade for the guy. I thought he was going to have a role. And their schedule like gets pretty light here in the, for running back. And he had one bad game, like one terrible game, where it was like seven carries for 10 yards against the Patriots. What do you expect? And then there's like, healthy scratch. He's done. <laughs> you're done. We tried a few, you, but you're already in our bag races. So, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, the Jets are just kind of in weird limo anyway with their offense and their players and their skill positions. So it's just kind of par for the course but yeah it just see, it does seem odd that james Robinson being a healthy scratch and then when the michael carter goes down you go into these rookies but i don't yeah. know like no one's job is safe no one basically except for your top tier guys no one has that credibility where it's like nope no matter what you're fine no everyone's like no everyone's expendable so don't we don't care who you are 
So it's kind of weird. You know what? Part of me is like glad though. Like part of me is like that's how it should be, and that's how your fantasy team should be. Like I'm Blind tired resumes, of man. Last year. For that reason, same idea. I went on that whole rant last year. You told me we. You remember this? I went on a whole rant at the end of the year talking about how I held on to guys too long because the analysts were like, "But it's, but it's Zeke, you know. But it's Kyle Pitts, you know. But it's yeah. I get it. I get they're talented. I get their name is great and all that. But like, if they're not performing, I don't need them on my team. And right. I think the NFL is finally doing some of that too, which is, that too. which is not the worst thing in the world. No, it's not. It's not. So yeah. Aaron Rodgers hurts his ribs. He's getting more tests. Um, we'll see if he can play. He said he'll play if he can. Obviously, it may be a pain tolerance thing. Jordan Love looked pretty good. You know, Aaron Rodgers don't want to see him on the field. So I think he'll play if he can, but could definitely right. limit his mobility. I remember Drew Brees played, th- played through this injury quite a few times, actually, and they don't look quite the same when they've got rib injuries. Justin Herbert did it earlier this year. I was just about to Didn't say, with Herbert, same. yeah. I mean, you're basically yeah. every contortion you're making is your ribs. But I mean, he's playing the Bears. He does own the Bears, so you know he wants to play against that game. So you know uh, he wants we'll, to. that will be interesting to to kind of track. But yeah, Jordan Love finally got to play. Looked all right. Uh, did you see the picture at the end of the game of the Eagles game? I don't know. I don't think so. so uh, you know, obviously, like the quarterbacks all, you know, come back, shake hands, whatnot. So as they're walking away, there was a picture taken uh, of Jordan Love's back and Jalen Hurts's back. And all I saw was Love Hurts. Love Hurts. Oh, nice. Very nice. <laughs> well, well played. Well played. Very nice. Earth. So it was cool. Great job, Internet. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Bears, who Rogers owns, Darnell Mooney, done for the year, injures his ankle. He's going to have surgery. That sucks. They didn't have many pass catchers anyway. So. I don't know what that means. I mean, Fields didn't play this week. <laughs> he didn't play this week. Um, yeah, they're on a bye next week, not this week. So there's a chance Justin Fields will will sit another week to get healthy. I probably would if I was the Bears, but yeah, we'll True. see. Uh, and I mean, uh, Darnell Mooney. Bears. It's so interesting that Darnell Mooney was just—he was like a hot name because he obviously had kind of that hot finish to the season last year, and then this year just kind of never found their footing. Um, and then nice pun. Didn't mean to do that. Sorry about your ankle. Uh, yeah. So yeah, too Walk bad for them. For the year. Really, kind of the one weapon they kind of had in the receiver core. Uh, so yeah, too bad. Uh, I know where you were going. Former Bear, current Ram, <laughs> Allen Robinson hurt himself in practice. Not even in a game. Out for the year. Like, talking about practice. You know what? Good. Just be done with it. And I can at least put you out of your misery, right? That's how exactly. exactly how I felt about Kyle Pitts. It was exact same thing where I was just like, thank God, just be injured and be done. I don't want to have to think about you anymore. Yes. So that I mean, God, I, I really can't think of a Super Bowl winning team that has fallen the next year so far than the Rams have this year. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit of, you know, it's always the Super Bowl uh, runner up who always has the yeah. relapse the following year. It's 50-50 whether they make the playoffs. But very rarely do you see a Super Bowl champion. And again, the only one I can think of in recent memory, and, I, and it just because because it's my team, I know the Patriots after they won in one, they did not make the playoffs in 2 They just missed. They were like nine and seven. Um, so we'll have to kind of do a, a dive into Super Bowl winning teams not making the playoffs the next year. But I, I honestly can't remember one since then. So it's been over twenty years. And the Rams would kill for nine wins this year. Yeah, <laughs> it, it literally not possible for them. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's been one thing after another. I mean, a lot. Some of his injuries, you know, but but there's just bad play as well. But they, they just they have not looked good all year long. You can say yes, the injuries have piled up now, but for the first six, seven weeks of the season, when they had their guys, they looked terrible. Like they did not look yep. good. Yeah, 
but I don't know. Anyway. And at this point, they're I mean, their first picks going to Detroit. Detroit, so. <laughs> Detroit is just going like, oh my god! It's not like they're tanking for any reason, you know, because they don't even get their pick. So yeah, they all try. I don't man. know, man. Oh, uh, we talked about Michael Carter. Travis Etienne left the game against the, the Ravens as well. Apparently, he was cleared to return. Could have gone back in, so that's a good sign. Um, they were just being cautious with him, which I think is very smart. Michael Hasey looked pretty good in his absence, so that's a name to keep on your radar, especially for a depth. If you want to just back up your running backs, I mean, this is the time of year when you might need to use those roster spots on handcuffs. You know, just making sure your team's safe in case something like this happens. Because if he's out for the year or something, that waiver wire, Jermichael Hasey will be gone in a heartbeat. So, oh, yeah. you don't have time to to wait until the injury happens. True. And Very same true. thing, with Najee Harris. So in Monday Night Football, Najee Harris, some abdomen injury. Waiting to hear more about that. Benny Snell looked really good. Uh, they've got Jalen Warren, who was out last week with a hamstring. So I guess if he comes back, he's going to be the guy. But Benny Snell looked good. I don't know. He's going to get some touches. Yeah, Najee Harris has just been so disappointing this season. Uh, I know the Steelers obviously have taken a step back just offensively in, in general. But to kind of see his regression has kind of been, has been very disappointing. Uh, one Kyle yeah. Seager, well done. You passed on him and said we went Jamar Chase, who got hurt. But we're not going to talk about that different scenario. Uh, but yeah, Najee, one of the more disappointing first, second round picks. Yeah, totally agree. Um, he was starting to turn things around a little bit here the last couple of games. Nothing and I will tell you, I was kind of glad, actually, because I was playing against him in two leagues last night. And I, like, I needed him under about 20 points. Same. And so he had a touchdown early, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I was the exact same. I went to bed at halftime, and uh, I was like, all right. He's within striking distance, so please. And then I woke up like, oh, I got no more points. All right, <laughs> I'll take it. Yep, and let me just say, like, we're going to get to some notable performances, and one of these was more notable, but the other one was just an eye test kind of thing, but you're going to roll your eyes at me. Trevor Lawrence and Kenny Pickett both look NFL-ready to me, and I know Pickett's had a few errant throws, and he didn't he didn't have, like, a ton of, like, touchdowns or anything. I mean, he hasn't had a multiple touchdown game yet, I don't think. Right, he but, only has like, three on the year. Watching him, Watching him play, though, first off, there were several drops, including a touchdown that Deontay Johnson dropped. Even George Pickens dropped a couple, including a touchdown that he could have caught. Um, but I think Pickett looks pretty poised. He's mobile. Uh, he's a similar game to Trevor, I think. Trevor looked awesome against the Ravens. He put that team on his back, man, and just he dominated at the end of that game. I watched yeah. kind of the, watched the end of it after the Titans game was over. They rolled to that, and it was like, yeah, this dude looks legit right now. Well, this is, and I think it's interesting guy... flashes of that with him. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy that everyone's been expecting, that number one pick, the best, the highly most touted player since Andrew Luck on one overall. I mean, like, everyone was just waiting for this Trevor Lawrence to show up, and it's finally coming. Uh, you know, he has been a little up and down this season, as expected. This is basically his rookie year, as everyone's joking, that last year didn't count. So, uh, but you're right. This is finally the Trevor Lawrence we want to see, and hopefully it continues, and I think it can. Yeah, and I, I'm telling you, it, it, may, it may happen in the same timeline, but I think Kenny Pickett's going to be – much as I hate the guy, I think he's going to be a stud. I really do. Okay. Um, he's, I think he's more Trevor than he is like Daniel Jones, you know? Okay. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Um, but speaking of studs, that. speaking of studs, how about Mike White? <laughs> how about Mike White with 315 and three touchdowns. Come on, man. Get the guy in the game. Let him play. I think I, think I saw a stat. It was like since 1995, there have only been – 11 Jets players to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns since 95, which is insane. And uh, it's a long time. Mike White has done it twice. <laughs> of those 11, Mike White's done it twice. 
I don't know why you don't play him. I, I will say this, and I heard this on the Fantasy Footballers podcast, so I'm stealing their content, but it, I, I completely felt the same way going into this game. It kind of sucks that they bench Zach Wilson the week they're going to play the Bears, who are a completely depleted defense. Right. Like they, they bench him after playing like the Patriots, you know, where you're like, obviously you're going to struggle. And then they let Mike White come in and absolutely blow things up. True. It's <laughs> like, is it really fair to Zach Wilson for like, you know, cause now the fans are just going to be like, Oh, that's what I was talking about. Get Zach Wilson out of here. And it's like, man, that sucks for him. Like that's confidence wise. Right. He's already dealing with the yips. Apparently I saw an article on that. He's like, he's legit. Got the yips. Oh God. If you got the yips, you're done. I'm sorry. Like if you got the yips with name, someone who has come back from the yips. Golfers get it all the time. And so, and they, I mean, you go through like pretty intense, like it's, it's, psychological treatment therapy like meditation i guess i always think about the classic one being chuck knoblock the second baseman for the yankees who just all of a sudden could not make the throw uh i mean i'm trying to think of some other ones obviously ben's or markel fultz in the nba he was number one pick overall as soon as he gets into the league all of a sudden can't shoot like forgot how to shoot a free throw and i mean his career has not been great so it is wild man if you have the yips as a young quarterback, you're done. I'm sorry. <laughs> not looking a, good. Struggling quarterback. It's not like he's been good and then all of a sudden, blah, just he never had it. So I'm sorry. He, he should flashes, but not enough. Not enough flashes. Pro day doesn't count. His pro day. No, no, no. I mean, there were some games. I mean, obviously, first off, we all mentioned he was five and two as a starter, which is great, but that's not all on him. But you got to be able to manage the team well enough to, to win games. Um, but there were some, there were times like I remember watching him play the Titans last year, and I was like, dang, this kid's got some game. And now Titans made him look good, but you also have to make those throws when they're open. You have to right. use your legs and all that. So, like, he's got, there have been some signs that he could make it, but I, I agree. The yips this early on, especially in a, a major market, man, that's even tougher in yeah. New York. New York. Woof. It's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. He's probably, he's probably gonna have to go somewhere else and, and try oh, yeah. it out. He's probably about Denver. I'm about Denver. Take a shot on him. God, closer to home, BYU. You know, can you imagine? That'd be hilarious. Uh, yeah, well, speaking well. of uh, with those Jets, that helped Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore kind of come back. Just they had someone who could confidently throw them the ball. I mean, you're just looking at their body language. They're putting their hands up in the air when they're consistently getting overthrown by Zach. And so finally, they're just like finally, someone who could just deliver it to me. We're actually good here. Let us show what we can do. So for people who held on to these two, I mean. Elijah Moore obviously was obviously in, in a malcontent at the beginning of the season, but yeah, I mean you're there. Might as well try and. Garrett Wilson started to get that way though too. You know, first it yeah. was Denzel Mims, and then it was Elijah Moore, and then and Garrett Wilson started to be like, "Dude, we, we suck." <laughs> <laughs> Can someone just throw me the ball? Yeah, so I think I think he's real happy. Uh, Elijah Moore's yeah. happy. If you saw the interview with Elijah Moore in the press conference, he was talking about. He's like, they're like, how did you feel like catching that touchdown? He's just like, man, I. I've been I've been holding that ball at home and I've been talking to her and I said I want to get back with you you know like he's like he's like his girlfriend <laughs> yeah really kind of funny uh, um, but yeah big big games from those guys that was good to see yeah uh, Mac Jones went off he did you Speaking know of second year guy just going off three eighty two see that it was good to see that just because he had been starting obviously he had the injury and then on all that but he had definitely taken a step back so to see what he was able to do was great uh, I mean unfortunately they lost the game but. It wasn't because of him. He actually took care of the ball. That was the biggest thing. This year was just the interceptions and the turnovers were, were ungodly. So the fact that he was a better manager, came in, you know, control of the ball was a lot better. So I, I hope this is a, a sign of things to come. 
because their yeah. defense is great, even though they struggled a little bit against the Vikings. Uh, but the biggest thing the Patriots have to deal with is the red zone efficiency. They are second to last in the league in scoring touchdowns in the red zone. And you saw that this game. You were texting me that during like, I picked Nick Falk. Let's go. I know. Because uh, all know. they were doing were kicking field goals. They just field had goals, no baby. efficiency. So uh, great game. But moving forward, they got they got to figure out the red zone. Yikes. Yeah. I hear you there. Um, and Damian Harris, you know, get him healthy. And he was he was the goal line back. I mean, he was a stud for that. And Ramondre is playing his, his mind, out of his mind. Yeah. But um, it'd be nice to have Damian back to full strength. A reliable rushing threat. Um, Christian Watson scored again, man. Four for 110 and a touchdown. This dude is lighting it up right now. He is coming on as the Packers receiver you want to own. He scored yeah. his touchdown with Jordan Love in the game. Dude can blaze. He is he's fast. fast, man. I mean, he's basically a better uh, Valdez Scantling, a better yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah. So it's that, yeah. that kind of caliber player where he can make the big plays. He's not going to get you a ton of receptions, but if he hits you on one of those home runs, watch out. Yeah, he, he looks good, man. DJ Moore bounced back with Sam Darnold. How about Sam Darnold? <laughs> Sam Darnold running for a Didn't touchdown. Crumble into a pile. Yeah. <clears throat> Proof that you can come back from the yips or whatever he had because it's basically the yips. <laughs> Seeing ghosts life, out there. Life yips, seeing ghosts. But uh, life no, yips. I, was, I was very intrigued to see what he was going to do. And honestly, I hope he wins the job. I don't know if, why or if I feel bad for him, about him. I mean, he was a good player at USC. Once again, you go to the Jets, which was a struggling organization at the time, picked third overall, and it's a tough market. You get shipped out unceremoniously, and uh, he started off kind of well in Carolina last year, and then struggled. We had like five rushing touchdowns last year. Remember that? He was a top top seven fantasy quarterback. Freaking Michael Vick out there, yeah. And then uh, so anyway, I was glad to see him get the win. Uh, Definitely a surprising win, but hey, very surprising win. Yeah, I'll but then it. again, Denver sucks. So what are you gonna do? They do. Suck. Uh, DeAndre Carter. I thought this was interesting. DeAndre Carter, who was a slot receiver for the Chargers, who had been filling in for Keenan Allen. Keenan comes back, has a good game. Mike Williams is out, so you think, oh, Josh Palmer is gonna go off, and it was what still DeAndre did. Carter. <laughs> Which he did. Josh Palmer still went off. Josh Palmer is still fine, but DeAndre Carter, seven for seventy-three in a touchdown. I mean, that's that's legit right there. And ten targets. The fact that they looked at him ten times. So ten yeah, targets. the fact that he. Yeah relevant was intriguing uh yeah i think i dropped him after last week but it's okay i mean i understand why you would um who's not getting dropped josh jacobs <laughs> holy smokes i think he had more points in this game than aj Dillon has had all year i mean it's that i probably would have won the do it bet just this week honestly 300 total yards are you kidding me honestly we'll get to it in the on the bet board just for the final one but uh yeah he had 49 fantasy points and aj Dillon has 98 for the season so there you go Half of his points one game. Yeah. Yep. That's insane. Um, we won't get to it in the do it bet because that bet has been conceded. It is well, done. I'll show you what I did. Don't worry about it. Oh, you want to just keep going, huh? I, you would. You no, would. No, it's the final week because in the wider receiver. Again, we'll see there. Those no, no the final week. Whatever. Whatever. Uh anyway, two touchdowns, 229 yards on the ground, six for 74 receiving. I mean, he touched the ball 39 times. Holy cow. That's a lot of times. 300 That's Mr. A lot 300. of times, a lot of yards. Yeah, Mr. 300. So, dang. I mean, just keep feeding that man the ball. Him. I mean, that's this is kind of the Raiders offense we wanted to see. Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, no Darren Waller, no Hunter Renfro, but it shows you the, yeah. the what they have the capability to do. Uh, and I know he's kind of getting a lot of his yards on, on a couple big plays, but it shows he can make them. Their line is good, and 
this is what is possible with the Raiders. And it just sucks. They put themselves so far behind the eight ball uh, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And you can't make a big play if you're not good. I mean, like, and he got like 80 yards on an overtime touchdown to win the game, which is incredible. Yeah. Like, he already had 140 yards, you know? It's exactly. not like it was all one play or two plays. And he's been doing it all year. So mm-hmm. he's been a stud. He's playing for that contract, man. Yeah. He's getting that money. Miles Sanders also balled out 21 carries, 143 yards, two touchdowns. He had those touchdowns early. Probably could have had four of them, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he he looked like a stud. He's had some really big weeks this, this year, too. I mean, he's yeah. really solidified himself as the guy. Last year, it was like Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, yeah, McGranderson. Don't remind me about him last year, but it, it's good to see that, as you said, he's solidified yeah. it because, as you said, he was splitting it all the time. So he's been probably one of the bigger surprises, other than like a Josh Jacobs. They were probably going. Josh Davis is going a few rounds higher, but Miles Sanders was one of those kind of Debo Samuel type steals in the ninth, tenth round, where you know yeah. where the expectations weren't as high this year, which yeah. is probably good. And so if you get him, then he's been showing why he's a, a top ten running back, and that's exactly how he's playing. I think Ramondre Stevenson's in that same boat where he's going to yeah. have fantasy MVP caliber of numbers as far as like when you drafted him, kind of thing. But right. um. Listen to the top 10 of running backs this week. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, top three. No surprises there. Right. Then we got James Conner, Brian Robinson, and Nick Chubb. So we're all, we don't catch passes. We just plow. Yeah, we're just okay, running. Nick Chubb makes sense, right? James Conner, Brian Robinson, a little surprising. Jamichael Hasty, Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson, Rashad, Rashad White, and Samaji Pirine. That rounds out the top 10 in running backs this week. And every team played. So you had all 32 teams on, on the schedule. Gross. Just gross. Ridiculous, man. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Injuries happen. I mean, with I Rashad know. White, I mean, obviously Leonard Fournette was out, so he got the you know the sole focus. Um, yeah, Hasty goes in because of ATN. You get and that. Same with Shamaj P. Ryan, you know, mixing me and out. So there were some injuries out there. That's that's why you see these no-namers. But, yeah, it's just kind of a gross week. This was – but that's what we've kind of talked about with running backs all year. I know we always harp on tight ends. that It's just basically you got three guys and then everyone else is just garbage. But with the running backs, it's really been very top-heavy this season that you have like your maybe five, six guys that you can kind of rely on. Then after that, it's it's literally a toss-up. It's and this hit or miss. kind of showing that. Um, so it's frustrating, but it's, it's not exciting, but it makes it intriguing more of that chess game of who can find the right hot guy at that time. Yeah. Yeah, there have only been a few truly reliable guys week to week, and some of the studs are at the very top, and then you there's a big drop-off between reliability, you know? Yeah. No question. But, um, speaking of that, let's yes. talk about some blind resumes. Blind resumes. Hey, Do we have a? Uh, I forget. We have a little, a little guy for that, don't we? Oh, I'll get it. Oh, we do. Here it is. Oh, you got it. Look Let's at me go. I see you. Okay, so you were in the hot seat this week. Ugh. Okay. And I've got um, two quarterbacks, two running backs, two receivers. Ooh. All right. About that. Tell ends. me what order you want here. Who you want, want to go with first? first? Tight ends first. Tight ends first. Okay. Uh, One catch, seven yards, <laughs> half a touchdown. Johnny Smith. Every yeah. t- every every tight end in the league. Okay. It's Johnny. Uh, let's go with running backs. Running backs. Okay. Running back one. One hundred and thirty-six carries. Are you going to write it down? Yep. One hundred and thirty-six carries. Yep. Seven hundred sixty-one yards. Ooh. Okay. Six, Six touchdowns. Ooh. All right. 23 receptions, 244 yards, two touchdowns. Okay. Running back two, 
Same caveats as usual. Same number of games within yes. five or ten points of each other. Even though Running I screwed two. you on that last week, my bad. You did. That's okay. Running back two, 178 carries. Yep. 841 yards. Ooh. Six touchdowns. Okay. 26 receptions. Whoa. 160 yards, one touchdown. Okay, so obviously one has a lot uh, a bigger carry volume. Uh, getting a lot of more reception, same amount of receptions, but fewer yards. Uh, in our PPR league, that's good, even if the yards aren't there. Um, I feel like running back A or one seems like a Travis Etienne line, kind of like in that 700 yards, 200-ish receiving yards. Um, running back two. I'm going to go with running back two just on the higher volume. I know the average isn't as good, but I like the higher volume and still getting those receptions. Okay. Um, Travis Etienne has 728 yards and four touchdowns oh. and 22 receptions for 200 yards, but no touchdowns. So, oh, so that was like uh, super all, right on there. You were pretty right on minus touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that dropped him down 40 points from these guys. Yeah. The touchdowns will do it. Yeah. Okay. yeah so running back two, who you chose is one of your favorites, Dalvin Cook. I knew yeah, it was Dalvin you got him. Cook. I knew you it. love him. Running back one who has seven more fantasy points on the year is Tony Pollard. Oh, wow. Okay. I did not realize he had that many rushing yards already. Okay. Yeah, because every time he touches the ball, I mean, look at that average too. You know, that's like six yards a clip. That's that is a ridiculous average. Uh, he's balling also, out, man. I actually I had a feeling too might have been Dalvin, but I honestly thought he had more receiving yards. That's that's deceiving. That has been disappointing. Having had him this year, I can tell you that's my biggest gripe is like get the ball in this guy's hands, you know? Yeah. Um, the rushing has been fine, yeah. and, but that's game script dependent. You know, if they're, if they're getting blown out by Dallas, for instance, start dumping the ball off to him in space, you know? True. Um, been kind of frustrating, but he's been good. I think he's been good this year. They're both top 10 ish guys. Yeah. Okay. Dalvin took him. All right. You have Dalvin. All right. Quarterback or receiver? Uh, receiver. Receivers, okay. Wide receiver one, 74 targets, 51 receptions, 652 yards, and six touchdowns. Okay. Wide receiver two, 92 targets. Whoa. 59 receptions, 671 yards, and four touchdowns. Yikes. Man, that is a... uh... A lot more targets with not many more receptions. Mm-hmm. So their average is pretty similar, as are the number of touchdowns. But since those are similar, I got to go with the guy who's getting targeted more. So give me the 92. Okay. Wide receiver two, you are taking DK Metcalf of oh, the wow. Seahawks. Okay. I'm a little surprised at the um, the target to reception there because Geno has been a really accurate so, quarterback. He actually. has been accurate. Uh, he's been like 65, 70% accuracy, which man, I was surprised. It's crazy before you keep going. Like DK Metcalf is a guy that I just feel like I have not seen at all this year. I just feel like I yeah. have not, his, his name has not been in my head. And I don't know if it's just, that's the Russell Wilson effect that, you know, you don't think of it. Um, but man, yeah, he's just has not been in my brain at all. He's been solid all year. Yeah. He hasn't been lighting that's the world crazy. on fire. Right. And that's that's probably the difference. And I'd say like, it's it's there are no like huge games where normally he's got like a forty pointer. You know, kind of like AJ yeah. Brown. Um, honestly, I know they played together in college, but like kind of like AJ Brown, where you're like, 
Yeah, there's 11 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns. There it is. There DK is. hasn't had that this year. He's he's no. had no more than 23 points in a single game. But he's had a lot of like 15, you know, 13 to 20. You're not like mad if you got him. You probably thought you reached a round or two early. Right. But he also he slipped some too. They were he was down in fifth, sixth round some places. So true. I don't know. Probably doing fine. He's a number 20-ish receiver on the year. So you're not mad about that. Wide receiver one who you passed on is you say his name wrong every time, Brendan Ayuk, who has three more points than DK Metcalf. So 150.9 to 147.1. Brendan Ayuk, very quietly, another guy you don't not say much about, True. very quietly having himself a top 20 year. Yeah, I mean, he's been a, I wouldn't say a surprise, but he's just been a good fit for the 49ers this season. Obviously, with Debo being hurt a little bit and sometimes running, uh, Kittle finally, he didn't come back to the second half of the year kind of. Uh, so yeah, he's been, he's getting a, a good cog for old Jimmy. Fun fact about Jimmy is through his first 59 starts as a 49er, he has, he's tied for the best record with Steve Young at 40 and 19. Bet you, bet you wouldn't have expected that, huh? Better Would not record, have known that. Better record than Joe Montana through first 59 starts. It's all because of how good Jimmy G is. It's all Jimmy G. Just watch. I've, I've basically put him on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. It's like Montana, Young, Jimmy G. They're all Niners, and it's all the same. Jeff, Gar- really. Jeff Garcia, Jeff Nate Garcia, Mullins, Nate Sudfeld. I mean, I mean, whew. Nick Mullins. Yeah, no, Nate Mullins. I was thinking of Sudfeld. Nate uh, Sudfeld. Um, can't forget um, that Iowa dude. What was his name? C.J. Beathard. Oh, C.J. Beathard. Ken Dorsey has been on there for. He was there for a few games. That's right. What? That's true. Okay. Anyway. Before I give you quarterbacks, I need you to randomly talk for like 15 seconds while I let my dog in. Okay. So, but going back to 49ers, I mean, growing up, I loved watching the 49ers play just because I guess that was probably the one true, uh, my first football memory that I can recall because uh, I can remember explicitly the 49ers were playing the Chargers in that Super Bowl. I think it was, uh, what was it, 94, 95 when they played the Chargers? And is that the one that put up 50 points on him? Yes, that was a 55-point game. And I was like, this is amazing. Football is awesome. Football is great. Who's his number eight guy? I love him. And then since then, I just became a huge Steve Young he goes guy. goes with the wrong hand. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, like my right hand, but he goes with the other one. What? And he Crazy. could run a little bit at the time. Mobile quarterback. So, yes. He was, man. 49 revolution like that. 49 a cool segment. Uh, there was a cool segment that had – Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Robert Griffin, and they were all talking to Jalen Hurts. Yep, saw that. Watching that over Thanksgiving, that was pretty cool. And then they, then of course, they've got Steve Young, you know, on the broadcast too, and he's talking about like getting even a little teared up, talking about like the the change that has happened through some of those mobile quarterbacks and how it's changed the game, and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Totally fun to watch. Okay, let me give you some quarterbacks here. Okay, these guys are both mobile, but not. Ooh. Runners. We're not talking Justin Fields here, but these are both mobile. I think he got almost half. We already did more. running backs, Kemper. We already did running backs. Not, True. Not fine. Oh, fine. Oh, fine. <laughs> Don't get salty. All right. Quarterback one, 3,004 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, seven picks. Okay. 128 rushing yards. Okay. Quarterback two. 2,655 passing yards, 16 touchdowns and six picks, 179 rushing yards, and three rushing touchdowns. Big difference there. 
So quarterback one had zero rushing touchdowns, correct? Zero rushing touchdowns, quarterback one. So the equalizer I... here is is the three rushing touchdowns for quarterback two. Yes, because those account for the other three. Um, I am going to go with, you know me, I love my, my classic passers, so I like the guy with the more yards. So I'm going to go with the quarterback one who had 19 tosses uh, as opposed to the that three That is rushing. true. That is true. And um, that is a good call on the whole, but it's surprising. That quarterback one was Justin Herbert. Okay. Justin Herbert. 120 rushing yards. Um, I thought he would have more than that, honestly, because I know he's capable. He was a runner in quarterback in uh, college. Uh, quarterback two, Trevor Lawrence. We talked about him earlier. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Not far off. About a point to a point and a half less per game uh, averaged out over the season. But right. top 10, top 12 guy. Rock solid. Yeah, that is rock solid. I guess I didn't think Trevor had 16, but or I guess I would have expected Herbert to have more. But all right. They're yep. both good choices anyway. All right, so yep. my team is DK Metcalf, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Herbert. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I the, like the it. Big names. The big names. And oh. I'll take the surprises. Brendan so Ayuk, got... Trevor Lawrence, and Tony Pollard. All right, from here on out, let's tra- let's see those teams go. <laughs> let's track them. Let's track them. Oh, that not. should be the new kind of do it since we're – you know, let's just jump into the do it bet. I know we're supposed to do waivers, but that was kind of a good segment. Uh, okay. It's a good transition. Because honestly, that might not be bad because Trevor Lawrence is still in it. But anyway, uh, well, as long as we don't have like the bye weeks to deal with, that w- would work. True. Uh, all right. So, talking about the do it bet board. So, let's just add it up there. So, this is why. So, I've officially, you know, we have officially each conceded running back and wide receiver. But here's why I kept, I just tracked this. You didn't one. need to do this. I did because AJ Dillon finally had a good game. So I was like, ah, oh, the one week he finally has a good game. But then of course, Josh Jacobs has like the monster game. So I just wanted like, that's crazy. Besides week one where Josh, where uh, AJ Dillon had 20 points, 17 was this past week. That was his, the only other game in double digits, which is just crazy. Um, so yes, we, you had conceded running back last week. Uh, so, and I have now officially, officially because of injury, Conceded yes. receiver. Yes. Um, see Higgins oh, with another strong week. Yes. Uh, as you see, I just put RIP for him. Um, he is toast. So, yes, it has come down to our quarterback. So, that's why, honestly, this this blind resume might be a good uh, – a new do-a-bet board just because, I mean, no fun to only do quarterbacks now. So, we'll, we'll talk about it off air, and we'll let the listeners know. Okay. We decide. Okay. Uh, but, anyway, going back to quarterbacks – so Jared Goff had a solid week, 21.6 weeks, uh, points, excuse me. Uh, but Trevor, as we talked about, had a great game, 31.9 points. So it brings his lead up to 21 points. So Trevor Lawrence has 224 on the year, and Jared Goff has 203. So striking distance, it's tough to make. I mean, we need Lawrence to have a, a stinker. But, um, yeah, it's at least within striking distance. It's relatively close. So that's yeah. good. That is good. Yeah, I think Lawrence is trending in the right direction. Yes, um, he's been is. pretty solid all year, honestly. But he's I mean, had a couple only, stinkers. Only two games under ten. I mean, the third being eleven point games, not much greater. But I mean, as you said with uh, Jared Goff, he had two outliers, being thirty-five and forty-two points. So other than that, he's had two games under ten, but uh, kind of then in that fifteen, sixteen-ish range, which a lot a little higher. So yeah, I mean, I think Goff is fifteen to twenty nearly every week, and Lawrence yeah. is. 10 to 28. 
you know, <laughs> yeah, 15 to 30 kind of, you know, so, so he's got, he got more upside. True. Uh, and then going back to our do it bet of the week. So we did a draft for Monday night and you had the first overall pick and uh, you chose Jonathan Taylor. If I do remember correctly. That is so correct. He I had, had the highest next... score of all four that we picked. He was yes. the highest scorer. And I had the next two picks. And so I went double quarterback. I went Kenny Pickett and Matt Ryan. And then you finished up with Najee. So uh, here's what's wild is my two quarterbacks scored the exact amount of points. They both that had is 12. 0.16 points, which is terrible for a starting quarterback. Uh, right. So I ended with 24.32 points. So your boy yep. Najee got knocked out. So he had 10.9. It's going to be close. But your boy Jonathan Taylor picked up the slack with 18.8 points to give you a total of 29.7. So you were the victor for this Do It Better of the Week. Do it. Do it. We'll do it. Do it. Well done. Well done. Champion. Champion. Okay. Okay. That makes up for Quadfather having to quit. <laughs> having to quit. Come on. He'll come on as it gets cold. It won't matter. It won't matter. <laughs> All Let's right. talk about some waivers for the people. Waivers. Yes. Give them what they want. So we talked about injuries earlier. And I think as a broad piece of advice, I would say this is a good time to start backing up your studs Sorry, with handcuffs and even other people's handcuffs, honestly, like you're past probably past the trade deadline in a lot of leagues. So you're not going to worry about that as much, but like get these second string running backs that have the potential if they're given the opportunity, because they're going to be valuable if someone goes down, especially. Um, so all that being said, I think you've got to look at Bam Knight. His name is Zonovan Knight. So it's Zonovan. like Donovan with a Z. If he's in your system, it's Zonovan Knight that he goes by Bam. Um, you got to look at him for the Jets filling him potentially for Michael Carter. He looked really good. He looked like the guy. Ty Johnson got some run, too. They split the carries. But Bam Knight, I think they'd love to get a better, longer look at him. Same thing with Benny Snell. Like I mentioned earlier, Jalen Warren might be back this week. And if he is and he's available, he might be a better pickup. But if Najee has to miss any time, you never know what those abdominal injuries. You never know what that can be. It could be a core muscle. It could be a surgery. Kenneth Walker dealt with that early in the season. It could be something internal, which we really worry about, like a spleen or something random. So... Be careful there. And then Jordan Mason in San Francisco, it seems like based on this past game, because he was active and maybe he has some special teams work, I don't know, but he was the number two guy after Mitchell went out. Uh, don't be surprised if Tyrion Davis-Price gets in there and gets in the mix too. Watch the reports on that. Yeah, well, Debo is obviously going to get more work too. Yeah. Um, in the wide receiver room, Zay Jones, second straight week with 10-plus targets. targets. And Trevor, yeah. Trevor's coming on. Zay is coming on. Uh, Christian Kirk is still their guy, but Zay is a, a very nice one B to Christian Kirk. Uh, he's getting it done. Traylon Burks had another good game quietly. He didn't score, but I think it was like he did get a touchdown because he fell on a Derrick Henry fumble. <laughs> and so it points were like 17 points or something, but he was like four for 70, I think, in the receiving game. He's still definitely their number one target, though. He's a playmaker. But if he you're has good the at picking up fumbles, points. if you can pick up fumbles, that's a great addition. If you can great. dodge a wrench, you can, yeah, you can dodge a ball. Uh, so I like Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. I don't think Garrett Wilson's going to be available. Elijah Moore very well might be. He will be worth a speculative ad, man. If Mike White's going to keep this job for a while, he's going to be slinging it. So Elijah Moore can have a nice finish to the year in New York. Darius Slayton and Richie James, they're the last remaining receivers for the Giants. Um, Slayton has been really solid all year, like 10, 15 points pretty much every game. Richie James is a double digits the last couple as well. Uh, since Wandale Robinson went out. So 
again, if you need a plug-in, which like I've got Curtis Samuel, I can't start him anymore. I mean, he's he's not yeah. touching the ball anymore. He's like three carries or something and no receptions. Do you? Think, I don't feel good about that. Going back to the Giants, do you think if they cut Kenny Galladay and then let's say he'll say I'll sign with any team for a ham sandwich, do you think the Lions would pick him up? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would they? For a ham sandwich. Truthfully, ham they got Jamison Williams coming back. No need Kenny Galladay. Let's move on from the past. I think that's kind of the Lions. That's probably a better idea right now. True. Yeah. Move on. Uh, no, no one would pick him up. I don't think he's awful. He's worse than Allen Robinson. Yes. By is. like a hundred. By a hundredfold. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, he got seven targets this week with Bryce Perkins under center. So someone's got to catch passes. They have to complete. I don't know, 10, 15 passes a game. You got to figure. <laughs> Hope he gets all 10. Someone's going to be throwing to somebody. Van Jefferson's, I think they're de facto number one right now. So nice. I don't know. Again, you, you could be worse off, I, I guess, if you're desperate. Like, you got to look into it. Ben Skoranek has done nothing. No, nothing. So Maybe I'm out on him. Out there. I'm out on him. Yeah. And then quarterbacks, Mike White. If you need Good to stream, boy. man, Mike White, going to be slinging it. Let's go. Kenny Pickett could be a nice streamer against Atlanta this week. I think he could get more than one touchdown this week. This could be the week. Could be the breakout. We'll see. And then, of course, Deshaun Watson is. He is back this I'm weekend. curious how the NFL had that 11, specifically 11 game suspension. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Let's just add that on to this. Oh, who are you playing? Houston. Oh, gosh. Houston might be crazy. Yeah. Crazy. What are the odds? So, yeah. Okay. So be back. I'll be interested to see how it plays. Yeah, it will be very interesting. I saw you picked him up, so you might be starting him, especially if your boy Justin Fields is going to be out. But Trevor's good. You, there's no morality. There's no morality in fantasy no morality football. morality in fantasy football. It's all about getting points. So that's all they can There's a morality about. vacuum. I, I got Justin Fields, man. I got I to worry. But then again, Trevor Lawrence balled out for me this week. So yeah. I'm not going to start Deshaun Watson if I got Trevor QB, in a good matchup. QB controversy in the uh, Booby Miles team. Watch out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, good. Glad to hear you had a great Thanksgiving. We got a recap of all week 12. Got some waiver targets, blind resumes, my gosh, just everything. So next episode, we're going to be obviously going to be breaking down all the games for week 13, doing our picks and pick them, see who's leading in that. So until next time, keep on folding. Fold it.